This is Silver Screen News coming to you live once again from K2K. And this week, we talk Kevin Feige nearly quitting MCU. OMG, really? Yes, really. We talk Jurassic World reuniting a la Endgame. Speaking of Marvel, we talk coronavirus stopping Mission Impossible 7, because that just broke right now, and so much more. And, of course, our throwback Thursday. Stay tuned on Silver Screen News. What up? We Yay. are back. We are indeed. We are indeed. How are you doing, sir? Alrighty then, I'm very good. And that's a little plug to one of our podcasts coming up. It is. It is indeed. It is indeed. It's and good. And f- well, someone who's out at the moment. <laughs> it's out at the moment. He came out on Valentine's Day, did he not? Weird time to release it. Well, we had Deadpool last year. But that made sense. It's a love story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get into it because we know how it goes. But what, Ladies' Day? No. (laughs) Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I was just talking. Some of us do have love for Sonic, so hey, why not? Before we get into the show, guys, once again coming to you live from the K2K radio station, I am the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, Nico Luro, joined by the One AJ. I'm still getting used to that name. Well, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude. That's the one. I'm just going to call you Double V. Double V. (laughs) (laughs) Volkswagen. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Okay, guys. So this is Silver Screen News. This is our monthly news show, which we are aiming to branch off into a number of shows. But for the time being, the show, guys, as you know, it's same as last month. It will be divided for the first half into the news, all the latest news from the world of movies. You've had a little insight at the beginning there as to what we're going to be discussing this week. And then the second half of the show, we are going to be going into our throwback Thursday. Or is Take AJ me back Tuesday. It? There, my man. Take me back Tuesday. Um, where we look at movies that are 10 years old and 20 years old. More about that later but there's some doozies in there this we week we got some big ones we got some big ones it's actually got me excited i i, I was like oh we we need to talk yeah I, I i purposefully didn't communicate with you <laughs> when these came out to let's go deep now you know that's the way i looked at it and felt about this one. it is deep like the whole point of the throwback thursday is to make you go "Ooh, is that really that old <laughs> no. it's like yeah yeah, yeah people oh, yeah. we're taking you down nostalgia avenue this week it's gonna happen yeah. so um what do we have to start off with this week in the world of movies well uh before we even get into it i think the one thing that needs to be mentioned is uh the lexi cinema our proud partners of our podcast and of k2k radio the lexi cinema is uh running a crowdfund project at the moment guys where they are actually expanding currently the lexi cinema located on chamberlain road has its uh, one amazing cinema screen But they are trying to expand and they will be trying to set up a second cinema screen. So as their logo perfectly says, this is a love me cinema, love me cinema. What does that mean? It means it's a cinema, and, and you should love, love it. your cinema. <laughs> yeah. And instead of supporting the big local chains like the Odeons and Cineworlds, nothing wrong with them. We love them too. We love all cinemas, but we really, really want to get behind the Lexi Cinema. My way of saying it, local radio supports local cinema. That's it. Let's do this. Perfectly said. Local radio supports local cinema. And guys, if you are local in the area, please go to that Lexi website. Go and give them some love. We want that second screen, which is being set up for so many cool things. Be sure you tune into our podcast because we're going to be making special announcements there with regards to the Lexi. But they have got so many cool projects lined up. Please, please, please head over to their website and check out all of the goodness over there and show them some love guys whether it be just going to support your local cinema by buying a ticket or actually funding the crowdfund project that would be amazing every little helps every little helps it's I, not asda I, no i'm not here to promote <laughs> supermarkets i'm here to promote the lexi 
We love the Lexi. We do, we do, so, and you guys need to love it too. That's the one. Um, right. Seen any good movies recently? Before we get into the news, I'm going to leave that to you. Which, uh, oh mate, I've seen. I mean, the, I mean had Little Women just got an endorsement of a lifetime there. But I me. co-signed that Little Women endorsement. Cool, it's cool. massive. It's a big, big, big film. But I have to say, there, there's two films I've seen recently, and it has literally been forget the bad. It's the good and the ugly. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the good Parasite. I've heard the uh, the 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 Oscar <laughs> the Oscar grabbing parasite. Uh. Do you know what? I've seen Little Women and I've seen Parasite. Much love to Little Women. Parasite, parasite was the one. Parasite was the one. It is a movie Good. that it's one of those once in a generation movies. Um you feel privileged to have seen a movie that good, and it, I don't want to give away too much. No, but no, 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 no. It, 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 it's a go. It's a must see. That's, that's must the one. see. Must, must, must see. Don't be put off. Those of you thinking oh, it's a foreign movie, I might not be able to relate to it. No, 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 no. Broaden those horizons. Go and see what can only be described as one of the most socially relevant films to be made in a long old while. Fantastic, fantastic. However, I did say there was some ugly. Hit me. Birds of prey. Oh dear! I did see a rant. I've, I've seen a few. Uh, it, uh, I I've had conflicting. No, no, no. There's nothing conflicting. It's terrible. It, I, there, there's I've no heard, amount. There's... I've heard conflicting. Uh, I've heard some people who are very pro when DC step away from the universe that they tried to create. That you have a winner. I've heard that it was nice to see Harlequin played differently than the Mister J loving. It wasn't differently. <laughs> I, okay, I, I, I'm still yet to be seen. Oh, no. This film is trying to hide the fact that it's bad by a mask of being zany. Now, when you can see through a mask, it stops being a mask and you see it for what it is. The problem is, is that, and we're going to talk about this in just a second. This is a good tangent because we are going to talk about why Kevin Feige nearly quit Marvel in just a second. But the reality is, is that... As we've discussed on our podcast, Movie Mount Rushmore, follow us on all podcast platforms. As we've discussed on the podcast recently, women are not given enough of a platform in Hollywood. And women superheroes, even less so in the macho-driven world that is superhero movies, right? Or comic book movies, more to the point. Ones like this don't help the cause. You've got things like Wonder Woman that have come along, things like Captain Marvel that have come along, which have all been fantastic. You've got Black Widow on the horizon, which looks phenomenal, surprisingly. Can I make a, dare I say, small defense and judgment, and you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong. Go. DC were in, in line to create a universe, and I think had some of the films that were meant to have been developed before come out as they were, as opposed to being cancelled, they might have had a better film, but there was no background story, so they've just slapped anything together, and you've now got this mess. That it, ha- I, m- mess, mess is the perfect word. You know when so... There's a line in it where, out of nowhere, then this sounds like a silly thing, where Harley Quinn goes from being in shoes to being in skates, and when it cuts away to one of the characters going, how did she, how did she get time to put in, put on skates? And it's like, yeah, how did she? And there's no explanation to it. And it's those little niggles all along the way. And the movie tries to hide a lack of continuity by doing a cutaway to going, oh, how did you do that? Jeepers, Batman. That may as well be it. We're go- it's Adam West level of 60s comic book stuff. It's terrible. And the, fact that it's, and the fact that it's kind of trying to hide itself by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's a movie with all women. Therefore, you can't hate it. No, sorry. I'll... I'll- as you heard me say on the previous radio show, I will fly the flag for the ladies all day long. This does not help the ladies. This is not even one step forward. This is two big steps back. 
I feel like this undid all of the good grace that her, that Margot Robbie put into Harley Quinn in um, Suicide Squad. And I feel like this is really taking a punch to the nose for the good grace that Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel did. All I can say is Black Widow cannot come out fast enough to erase the bad taste of this film. Ooh. It is terrible. That's terrible. Sad. That's really unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. So let's move but on from that's that. That's the way it goes sometimes, yes. And we're talking about flying the flag from the ladies because our first topic today is Kevin Feige threatened to quit Marvel and his reason... Our Lord and Saviour Kevin Feige, the grand overseer of the MCU, the reason that we have had a 10-year continuity story in comic book movies, way back in Avengers 1, he threatened to quit Marvel if he was not allowed to have female-driven and female-led movies. Power to him. Yeah, uh, that, that is nothing but respect and admiration. And took, it took a while for him to get them, though, I have to say. Do, if do you, you think that, that was 2012 uh, and this story's coming out now work with me on this and see if it it's the way that you would understand it yeah it's who you were able to sell as marketability mm. when it was the gamble and i think that's the thing yep. and i'm not saying no but let's be honest that out of all female-led superheroes captain marvel though she is not possibly as popular to the outside world if you would and a lot of people know Captain Marvel to be Shazam, which is also Oh, I know, be a, which is just so it, weird. It, it, it is what it is. It, it was a name that Shazam had. Yeah, yeah. But you, I, it, that is where you had to start it. But could you, in that annex of the whole 10 years, take a gamble in purchasing character rights, mm. Captain Marvel, would that have been an attraction? No. Now, when you're starting to tell me the origins of That's the fair. Avengers... Mm. As much as Ant-Man sucks, and let's because I know most people are saying, well, how did Captain Marvel come before? Uh, how did Ant-Man come before Captain Marvel? Point. You take the origins of the Avengers, and people will look at one of the founding members of Ant-Man. You could not have any hero, correct mm. me if I'm wrong, before Captain America, Iron Man, the, the key the key members that have started that, and it had to get to a point that people were comfortable enough. Yeah. To trust in the product that Marvel had, I believe, mm. before it came forward. To build on that, you're, you're, I think you're spot on, because there's no doubt that Cap- Captain Marvel's storyline is all sorts of zany. Could you imagine trying to sell that yeah. prior? <laughs> it wouldn't and work. And the thing is, now, with everything that's built, and you've got the MCU fellowship, I would mm-hmm. call it. Not the comic book fellowship, the MCU fellowship that's out there. Yeah. They're following the story enough to say, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Whereas had you released that straight away, would we necessarily, I'm not saying we wouldn't, Mm. but would we necessarily have had Captain Marvel 2? That's very true. And you've also got to think about, you know, think everything that's led up to Captain Marvel, right? You've got um, a lot of, granted, side characters, but my God, the female contingent in these superhero movies has been strong. Scarlet Witch, finally unleashed. Okoye, your girl. Shuri, amazing. Black Widow, of course, phenomenal. Um, yeah, Hope, um, Hope Everdeen, you know, yeah, yeah, Wasp. Yeah. yeah. So oh, there have been some great ladies. My, I th- my only thing is, is that it's almost sad that way back in 2012, Kevin Feige said, Hey, I'm going to walk if you don't give me some, give some love to the ladies. And it took until 2019 to grant his wish, but fight that fight. But do you know what else I respect is the fact that let's look at the way. I mean, there were two things that's out there. Mm. One, that epic moment. To me, it's what put the biggest smile on my face, as you said. Scarlet Witch being unleashed was... Yeah. In, with the whole Avengers Assemble, you had that all-women frontline 
saying we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, it was they great. They went toe to toe with Thanos, which I loved. And the other part is, as much as whatever's happened in mm-hmm. Endgame, I know it's not a spoiler. Black Widow still has her movie. That could have been scrubbed. Correct. Right. So he 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 stuck to his guns, and I, I like that. I'm I'm happy with that. I've said it before. I'll say it again. All hail Kevin Feige. I'm now down. there's just another reason. No, no argument from me. Um, second story we've got for you guys today: Jurassic World Three. <laughs> I, so, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that since Jurassic Park, the Jurassic movies have been hit and miss at best. Do you know what was really funny is that I actually saw this. I, I'm not going to quote the YouTube page because I can't remember who it was. And we're silver screen dudes. Hey, follow us. But uh, joking aside, they were talking about the practicality of Jurassic Park with mm. the real life effects of the of the dinosaur versus the CG of Jurassic World. Yeah, and how it it feels less intimidating. Of course it does. So that's why you have that. Hmm. <laughs> you you don't have that same su- suspense. Well, if you ask me, given. How we're both pretty much agreeing that Jurassic Park 1 was the Grand Mac Daddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're doing for Jurassic World 3, the big news is that they're doing every single member of the cast is coming back. So this put a smile on my face. It did. Timmy! It it put a smile on my face. Um, But then do you know the other thing that hits me sometimes? What's that? Terminator. Have you left it too late to bring back the old cast and is it because you had nothing else to bring? Well, is it going to be more Avengers Endgame or is it going to be more Fast Five? Because <laughs> that's essentially what we're playing with. Here. It's always exciting to know the whole gang's back together. Yes. Right? <laughs> I need to see Alan Grant again. That's all I'm saying. I know, I know. But and Dr. It, Ellie Sattler. You know, I need way, to see those then, two again. But you know again. what? The way Jurassic World 2 ended, it makes sense that everybody has to get... I mean, the kids is interesting. But you could see that it would have left a lasting impact on them. So it's going to be... Sad that Richard Attenborough's not around anymore. That would, I mean, yeah. That would be the that, ultimate that to still have one. him. That would have been the one, for sure, yeah. for sure. I'm almost sad now that Muldoon got munched on by the raptor in episode one because I loved him as a character. Clever girl. I know, I know, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it was such Some a death. have such a perfect ending that you don't need anything else, and that that's one of them. He was... He was such an overlooked character in that film because... You know, the mi- you only saw the raptors at the very end, but the mystique of the raptors wasn't, you know, to a degree it was built by Grant, you know, with the fossil and saying, with the way he intimidated the kid at the beginning, going, this six-foot turkey bobs along and then he slashes you here and here. The point is, you are still alive when they start to eat you. You know, it's intimidating. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But what Muldoon does is, it's just... The straight, hard, cold facts of it. How fast can these things move? Cheetah speed. 50, 60 miles in the open if, they, if they're wide enough. I've hunted most things that will hunt you, but the way a raptor will. It's like, <laughs> you know what? And then you see all the electricity power cables all down, and he went, no one would be stupid enough to hunt a raptor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he built that. Yeah. wrapped her up so well but indeed, indeed. I, I have to say I am very nervous about what they're doing in Jurassic World 3 dinosaur it's, it's like we've seen I, it already I, the dinosaur Tyrannosaurus you, in the city you, you've given everyone a an end into a film and you may not have got the buzz and that's like what do we do what do we do because if it was meant yeah. to if that was the original plan why didn't we see something of that at the 
at the at the end of number two. Yeah, exactly. It, it feels like we're clutching at straws and we're like, oh, ter- Terminator brought um, Sarah Connor back. <laughs> and <laughs> do you think that could work? <laughs> say what you will, but when I was seeing, you know, big old T-Rex in the city, there was a huge part of me that was going, ah, mini Godzilla. This was this. Let's, was let's call a spade a spade. You see a big lizard in a city, you don't think, you know, king of the jungle. No, 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 you no, think no. Godzilla. Yeah, you <laughs> so. do. You do. This is the problem. This is the problem. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will give it a shot because I've I've always had a bit of love for Jurassic Park. Nothing's How can you ever, not? It's no, one no, of no, the best I'm, films no, no, ever. I'm talking the franchise. You know, nothing has ever met number one. Nothing, no. no, none of them have ever matched Jurassic Park number one. But you have that. Okay, let's give it another shot. And I, I Chris Pratt's done his part. You know, I've I've enjoyed it. To me, it's not it's not brilliant, but Chris Pratt for Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or like is that, that one of those rules that you just stop when Harrison's done with it and you never recast him? But then, should should the world ever be denied their their first experience of Indiana? Well, they're not. That's why the movies exist, so people can go and revisit them. <laughs> yes, I know. But that, it, I'm just saying, if they were going to continue it post Harrison Ford, Chris Pratt would be the one. So you wouldn't give it to Shia LaBeouf. I'm Shia's biggest defender. But the world has spoken on Shia LaBeouf. Look behind you. Like that's that, that's a hard no. But again, do you know what? Sometimes some stuff should be just left alone, right? You had and the Last Crusade, and that was the perfect way to end Indiana Jones. And Best then, indie ever, of course. And then we had and the Crystal Skull. You know, oh, we don't talk about do? that. Why did you do this? So some stuff should be left untouched. I agree. Speaking of untouched. Let's move on to our next story, which is... I knew what I was doing. (laughs) My man, my G. (laughs) My guy. So, Sonic's out at the moment. Indeed. A computer game movie. Yep. I think we can agree that... Here's a... See you next week, love. (laughs) Or next month, rather. Um, Here's a really weird thing. Now, look how popular comic book movies have become. Yeah. I think it's safe to say in the modern age, more people play computer games than read comic books. Yes. Why has there not been a decent computer game movie? And I know that, that you know some people might say, "Oh, that last edition of a Candy Tomb Raider was pretty good." Is that pretty good? But what I, I'm not looking for pretty good. These movies should be MCU level brilliant. They should. They've got the built-in audience for them. I don't understand why they are not shown more love and attention. And the reason we're talking about this. Mr. <laughs> Unbefore, <laughs> we're now talking Uncharted, Uncharted yeah. one of the most cinematic games of all time. This is very much a game where, you know, the cultures come together. This is a game that is so clearly inspired by film. You know, Uncharted was, aside from being inspired by Tomb Raider, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's literally Indiana Jones does parkour, you know? Yeah, uh, throwing a bit of national treasure in there with all of you know the the treasure hunting and whatnot. But that film was so clear, and you know the cinematics of the way you have these grandiose set pieces. So what's funny is that a, f- a game that was so clearly influenced by movies is now, as of next month, this is there's something. What, what what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's called you know when it becomes reality yeah we're not theory- theorizing anymore here this yeah, movie starts shooting next month it's become real and tom holland is playing nathan drake 
Spidey. <laughs> I know, I know. I was actually really excited for Tom when I heard that. Hundred percent. I was really excited. Did you hear that it's meant to be starting? And you, you're more of an Uncharted player than I am. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be starting or adapting the story of Uncharted Three. I have heard this. I heard I this yesterday. I haven't played them enough. I just recently downloaded the collection, so I will be on that. Um, it's would, an interesting would that be a good one. Way to start. So Uncharted 3 is an interesting one because Uncharted 3 had a lot of sort of preludes. So obviously in Uncharted 1 and 2, you pick up as Nathan Drake and, you know, you, you, you start to get to know the character. Yeah, I, I think if you were to put an age on Nathan Drake, I mean, I, I'm not well enough versed to know his exact age, but you can clearly tell he's mid-30s in that sort of mm. age range. You know, no older because, you know, he, he, he needs to be young and fit yeah, to be doing what yeah. he's doing. But in Uncharted are you, are 3... You're going to go Mr. Ford. Yes. Um, In Uncharted 3, they do a lot of flashbacks to a younger Nathan Drake. How he met Sully, how he became, you know, the treasure hunter slash thief slash, yeah, thief that he is. Um, So if they're going to go down that route whereby they show the younger side of Tom Holland, of um, Nathan Nathan Drake, Drake. Tom Holland's a perfect casting because he's got charm. He's certainly got the, you know, the um, sporting chops to do this. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you watch some of not only his workouts, but the fact that he's got a background in parkour, which is... Well, super, that would help, yeah. That would help, but I think that's why he... One got of the reasons the park, he got yeah. Spidey anyway. Um, but, you know, you watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff when he was shooting Spider-Man. Like, the kid can fly, man. And so if you're asking him to fill in a guy who is inherently charming and who does parkour, it's like, well... He's got it all in one. He really he, does. He has a package. He has a package. Now, that part I'm down with in terms of the history of the game, that seems like a good reason why they're going to mm-hmm. start at number three. Now to the question of why why do they not do as well as comic books? Could it be the blueprint? Now, don't get me wrong. What is the blueprint? But here we, let me, this is what I'm going to say. As much as Marvel and DC mm-hmm. have deviated in terms of story you uncover the story by turning the page so you can be like oh they haven't honored the comic but it goes that way when you're looking at the 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 nature of a video game Mm. you uncover for yourself by trial and error and that's now taken away from you so that experience is either it either mirrors the game but it's not the same because you've done it or or it's average as alicia vikander's tomb raider was because you have mirrored the game and nothing more or, or terrible, you tried to go like, somewhere else because you, Assassin's Creed go, that's not even mentionable I was, I was going to go halfway insult with the other Tomb Raider I was going to go with Angelina's Tomb Raider 2 which was just you know you tried to go completely off field from the story mm. but stay to the ground of it because yes she's Tomb Raiding <laughs> essentially well, yeah. Yeah. but you, you, that essence of the game now let's talk about a topic that we had recently in a discussion amongst our peers was the the nature of Mario now oh god here we let, go let, let, let's go back <laughs> many moons before we were podcasting and we were doing a uh, whatever the episode was and you were like Mario you can have a smile on your face as a kid because you're seeing Mario but when you look at the the nature of Mario, the game, versus Mario on screen. We're talking Super Mario Bros. with Bob Hoskins yeah, and John it, Leguizamo. It just, it, oh, dear. You're taking me too far apart. Now, something like Assassin's Creed. But there, there are, are certain IPs that shouldn't there be there films. So, many, yeah. so here's one that we, you know, everybody's probably thought of many a time. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's like, if you want it, look back and it. The film inspired the game. Are the Grand Theft Autos. You know? Mm. <laughs> 
They've been inspired by movies enough. Oh, completely. Vice City is Scarface. Yeah. Fact. Um, Boys in the Hood is San Andreas. Fact. Yeah, do you know, so then you take GTA Five and it'd be like, okay, maybe there's That's a different its own way. thing. <laughs> it's its own thing, but then how do you go about making that story? Do you see what I'm saying? In, in, if you take one game like GTA where you have complete free run of the town, mm. how do you minimise that town to make it a film? It's not enough. You can't... GTA, I don't think you no, could make a game. you couldn't. So then, uh, make a film. Yeah. So then that's that genre of games, essentially. But then you've got things like Assassin's Creed, which should have worked. It should have. You've got but things like World of Warcraft, do? which should which wasn't bad, but should have been much but, better. But you know why that went wrong. And I, I took stick for it on YouTube, but I'll take stick for it here. You're a Lord of the Rings blueprint. You're a Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. You Light. are Lord of the Rings, the game. Yeah. That is what you were. So now that you've come into film, you're going to be the... And there is no offence to any <laughs> Warcraft fans out there when I say this, but you're the BTX Lord of the Ring movie. You are. That that's what you are, and this is it. So each time you take this, you, you people expect so much from their games mm. that it 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 hurts. The same way, it, let, let's talk comic book again. Mm. Comic books work. Yes. What upset me the most when the whole MCU was starting? Tony Stark saying, "I'm Iron Man" because I'm so adamant <laughs> of the way that a superhero's identity should be hidden. Yeah, that what, killed what, you. What upset you with Civil War? It had nothing to do with the way that Civil War... It wasn't War... Civil War. Thank you. These are the things. So we, we, we've learned to love it because you've twisted it in a way that adapts by comic, but you've, you're skirting around it. Whereas I think in a game, because your, your expectation was the way you uncovered it, how would they do it in a film? But it's like, it's too direct now. To me, I think a video game becomes too direct in a movie. So here's... Those are all really good points to build on them a bit because what I actually think you made the closest verisimilitude <laughs> to when you brought up Mario because I actually thought, and this isn't me defending the game, but as terrible as Mario is, what they did... The movie, we're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. The movie, Super Mario Bros., John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, no, Dennis to, Hopper. Two, say, two of them we... are IP. Yeah. Hopper and Hoskins. Yeah, Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Um what they did that I thought was interesting, not good, but interesting, was how they integrated elements of the game into the movie. For example, you know, the little bomb or explaining how can they jump. Well, they're boots. It's like, well, yes, actually, if you were to do a jumping plumber in a movie, that would explain it. So these, but this is when you're talking about IPs where a lot of explanation has to be made for the non-fans of said IP to be brought into the movie in a way that can make them buy into it versus not alienate fans who are fans of the IP. Those sort of IPs you shouldn't touch. Mario should not have been made into a game. There are games, GTA also should not be made into into a movie. Um, But then you've got movies like Tomb Raider, like Assassin's Creed, like Uncharted. Assassin's Assassin's Creed is the biggest example of failure that you can ever imagine oh it is because, but that because they be tried they, fair, before, pardon gone, my french sorry. they tried to blow their wad in literally one movie like you don't bring the apple of eden in right at the beginning it's like no 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 no. you need to build this world before you you know so throw in the god powers people would have loved as well just take just start off with ezio literally and, and you've got a film that people have run into and i understand that each game has its own origin mm-hmm. so then by 
de- definition so can a film but you've just gone all you over. had a franchise to you've, be built here you, you 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 have to start the same way the game started instead of making it just a I'll another add-on and you just went all in as you said and it just made one of the biggest biggest letdowns of all time if i'm really honest. really 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 and i'm hoping uncharted finally uh, bro i'm gonna ask you go on are we not going to enter this territory of another Indiana Jones ripoff? Because whether it's National Treasure, whether it's Tomb Raider, and here we are now with Uncharted coming, mm. they are all brought to the original. And this is the same problem I'm bringing with something like World of Warcraft and Lord of the Rings. When you have something that is, the IP is in Hollywood already, Yeah, is there much space for the game? To BC. Mm. <laughs> well, this is it. I would love it. TBC. I would love it. It's it's made for it. And, you know, yeah. I love Tom Holland, so we shall see what happens. Listen, we're halfway through the show, um, which is a problem, because, listen, we still had two... Uh, let, let me skim over these little pieces of movie well, news well, really quickly. Them. Let's hit them. So you've got Roland Emmerich saying... So both of these are relating to... They're, they're both directly related, although... Different at the same time. Different at the same time. They're both to do with the Disney-Fox merger. So obviously, as you know, since Disney bought 20th Century Fox, they've left Fox Searchlight as the independent studio. Correct, and yep. they've, they've now got 20th Century Studios. Okay. And 20th Century Studios are where all of Fox's big blockbusters are going to be brought over to. Two of these are now being shone a light on again. The first one is Independence Day 3, right? Okay. Now, and the other one is what do they do with Planet of the Apes? So there's been a lot circulating. Let's start with arguably the more interesting, which I think is Planet of the Apes. Um, I mean, there's not really much to report on here other than the fact that Disney have categorically said it will not be a reboot, which I think is good, but dangerous. Because those, that trilogy very much had its own flavor. And I don't know if that dark, gritty side lends itself well to Disney. But then again, we but, haven't seen any movies under 20th Century Studios banner yet. Is, this is the statement I was going to make. And provided you bring the right people in... Circus. But he's uh, dead. Yeah. Yeah. But let's even talk on a level of directors and producers under that banner. Yeah. You have the right product. You know... It's really funny because I remember, this is going back to my college days, Mm. you tell people Disney, they instantly picture Mickey Mouse, which you're right because that's the way Disney have branded themselves. However, when this was as a media student, when we had to show people that Disney is ABC, (laughs) Disney is not just that. Now, now let's just say the word Disney, you're picturing, oh my God, they're going to try and Lion King it, Aladdin it. No, Disney is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Disney is well, Star Wars was Star Wars before Disney yeah, to be but fair it, the, the, it's continued the legacy has continued mm. take it away whichever way you want to it's continued Disney is Marvel mm. both of which are very Pixar. different Pixar all of which are very different from your live action Aladdin and everything else that's gone on so by that definition if you have a studio just because it's owned by said company it doesn't have to have that image that's why it's not planet of the apes under disney studios it's still under the 20th century fox yeah yeah no doubt no doubt well listen 
far be it for me to not trust Disney to do a good movie, but the reality is is that it's going to be very interesting to see how they progress with Planet of the Apes. Where does the story go from here? It's open. So Disney have got a good reign to kind of do what they want to continue the story here. I'm happy to hear that it's not another reboot and that they're continuing a very good story. That, that, but you've got my vote there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been very invested in oh, the yeah. way it was being delivered so thus far. Now, the other one is Roland Emmerich saying that Independence Day 3 is still possible. Now, I couldn't find the exact statement online, but what I did read was very, very wishy-washy. Now... Have you got around to seeing Independence Day 2 Resurgence yet? You actually really put me off it. I, I, Good, keep I it that way. It. I lost interest, if I'm honest. I'll say this for Resurgence. Terrible as it was, it set up a sequel. Like, perfectly. It's it's It, it literally was begging for a sequel the way... Do you remember... Here's a throwback. Spawn. Yeah. That basically said, here's a sequel coming, and it never came. Yeah. Agreed, right? Agreed. So... Independence Day 2 was that level of here's a sequel coming like okay forget it I'm gonna have to spoil something here it basically ends with them saying let's go after the aliens fade to black so the humans are taking the war to them up there I mean that by the sounds of it has Disney written all over it however Resurgence as in Independence Day 2 was such a critical and financial bomb I'm very curious. Curious is the key word. I'm very curious to see if Disney touch this. Do you know, sometimes you need to learn where to let go of something. And I'm going to say it in the same way that we talk about IP. Sometimes a brand or a franchise has a face to it, right? Yeah, they lost Will. Thank you. If you've lost Will Smith, it's gone. No offense. It's just the way it goes. Mm. Pacific Rim. (laughs) As much as John Boyega is phenomenal. Yeah. As an actor. That wasn't his film. All, all you saw were highlights of Idris Elba. Because that was his film. That's how this franchise started. Even down to Creed. Yeah. As much as Michael B. Jordan's making his name there, Sly is still tweaking. You need Sly there. It's the way it is. Okay, eventually you might be able to lose him. Mm-hmm. And the franchise can be... But within two films, they still weren't comfortable to get rid of him. You've got rid of the star factor of Independence Day. Yeah. And you're, you're now trying to make it something. And this Although, is where... Goldblum. Goldblum was there, so was Bill Pullman. But they're, they're not Will. It wasn't Will. It wasn't Will, but you know what? I was just about to say, Jim's dad was in a lot of the straight-to-DVD American Pies. Like, yeah. just because you have one of the stars, it wasn't... Doesn't mean you yeah, have the star. You don't... It wasn't American Pie without Jim, without Stifler. Correct. And this is the same here. You, you didn't have the man... <laughs> And, and you're trying to sell us the story. Real talk from AJ. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that one. Right, guys, this is this next part's going to be a little bit shorter than we had planned. But, um, AJ, do you want to drop that hammer for me, please? Hold on. You'd yes. like me to drop that hammer? Drop the hammer. Nope, that hammer's not dropping. We're going to try to drop the hammer. Keep trying. And dropping the hammer. Quoting now. the Norse god, dropping the hammer. Yeah. Love it. Cool. That's the sign that it is time for. Take me back Tuesday. Take me back. Rumor has it. I'm thinking of all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, slow down, Double B. Yeah. 
<laughs> Viceroy, please. Um, right, listen. 10 years old, 20 years old. Um, first off, let's cover what's 10 years old this week. Um, you've got the list. I'll shoot with the first one. Frozen. <laughs> Frozen. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't what? believe it. How, That's the one that scares me. Do you, but do you know what it tells me? It shows me how big of a of a franchise Frozen is. Yes. Right? That people generally didn't let it go until Frozen 2 came out. That you wouldn't have realised that this thing has been dominating 10 years dominating for 10 years little girls lives let it go 10 years time and time again dude it's insane i did not realize i mean for me frozen was three maybe four years ago but the more i think of it and for me it will make sense because i have a nephew who's 12 and i remember going taking him to a one of his friends parties and you know they're about three or four but this is when you start to think to yourself Jeez, he's 12 now. Where has this time gone? Real talk. Let me give you some more real talk. One of my close friends out in uh, Southeast Asia when I was living out there, I remember watching Frozen. Not, I wasn't the target demographic. Maybe I'll go no, back and watch it now. I never warmed to Frozen the way I did something like... <laughs> pun, cold. Um, I never warmed <laughs> to Frozen the way I did something like Moana. Moana's my... Moana is the yeah. one for me, um, but... It, yeah. Numbers speak. (laughs) 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 We know who may get who may get a trilogy before someone gets a sequel. Literally, (laughs) it's just the way it is. Literally, Um, this movie came out before my mate's daughter was born. Now that's what freaks me out because I remember going over to his when she must have been five, six, and her singing "Let It Go, Let It Go," and I was like, "Get that off the TV," you know. But that was out before she was born. And it's when you put it into context like that of the little relationships you have with people in your life and how movies have come into their life and parallel to your life. And you think, where in God's name has 10 years gone? Gino, can you believe Frozen is 10 years old? <laughs> but you know what i i'm sure people were like that for us when we were like oh by the way the animated lion king what are you on about and yeah think of the gap between the lion king that we saw versus the lion king that just came out well i'll tell you how long that is 26 years thank you 26 years since the original lion king came out i don't want to admit that i've been walking the earth that long. <laughs> not in a bad way i'm proud of my age but God wow, almighty. where has time gone I mean, yeah, that, Frozen, listen, yeah, it's, but- it's Disney's... Hot and, and Well, I mean, if we count in the animated realm, obviously we've got Star Wars and Endgame and all that. But in, as far as animated goes, this is the most successful animated film ever made. Oh, without ever. a shadow of it was, a doubt. And, until recently, it was one of the top three or four grossing movies of all time. Forget animated. Top three grossing films of all so, time. So, like, l- that is madness. Let's be real. You have Disney on ice, right? Yeah. Which is coming all the time. You have frozen on ice. It, it, it's an entity of its own. <laughs> it, it's Maggi. I was at, I was at Q Gardens last Christmas for their Christmas light show. At the end, on the huge, huge, huge um, glass house, they had this amazing light show. Let it go. Let it go. It's like, this thing is everywhere. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot avoid. But do you know what warmed me? All around me, little girls singing the same song. I have to. Admit, it was so sweet. I remember one. I was at one friend's daughter's birthday, and her cousin was dressed as Elsa. And the minute 
that song came on and she took the stage if you would yeah it's it's ingrained in my head it's ingrained it in is head. warming like we may not be the target demographic but it is warming do you want it do you want to take the next one 10 years old what do we got so i'm gonna call it bon year for Tres, ultimatum but some would know it as district 13 for yep. the, um, ultimatum this was the sequel mm-hmm. <sighs> i must admit i missed this one in fairness but dude go for the one you know then i'll, so, I'll cover barn you i mean oh right well shutter island yeah let's hit shutter island which is how's that 10 years old <laughs> do you know do you know what's really funny let's go back to our um our recent po- um podcast top 10 uh, we, martin yeah, scorsese, films. scorsese and recently we were that and then our podcast about um top 10 movies about buildings and once again shutter island came up yeah and so you start talking shutter island again and then i get a text saying now oh, shutter island's uh 10 years old <laughs> no what it can't be yeah it cannot be again if you're looking for a trippy film people if you're looking for a film that ev- the more you watch the more you uncover the more you question this is the film this this is one of and i hate to say this but if we're going to talk 10 years and then we're talking what came after hmm one of the last great Scorsese films, dare I say? There, there may be some after. Wolf of Wall of the, Street. <laughs> of course. Your one of film. my favourites. One yeah. of my favourites. Yeah. But I'd say post-Wolf of Wall Street, it's slim yeah, pickings. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. One of the last. And then it yeah, started yeah. to get real sticky. Real silence yeah. and real Irishman. Yeah. All four hours of it. Have you seen it yet? No. Who's got time? Who's got time? For a good I, film. For a good film, yeah. Shots but when one, one person... But, there were two things that broke it down for me. Wolf of Wall Street is very long. And you but can, it flies. You fly for it. When I was talking to someone and we were like, oh, I haven't got it yet. And they said, oh, I've heard what you need to do is break it down into hours. And I thought, what do you mean break it down into hours? This that's is a not, Scorsese film. Yeah, that's not <laughs> we how don't, you we watch don't need a to movie. Do that's not how you do it. And then you came back and you're like, I was bored. And I had a few other people and I'm like, you know, you want to break down how you're going to do this? Yeah. And then when the feedback just isn't right, it's hard to in, d- digest into the film, to sit down and know you're going to dedicate that kind of time to a movie. Yep. Without it being there. But again, that's The Irishman. We are talking Shutter Island. Correct. And Leonardo DiCaprio. As what I said, I, the way I broke it down, I think, is the way to keep it. If Go you ahead. haven't seen it, if you're, if you're into a film of mystery and uncovering it, you know, you're, you're starting off with two people visiting an asylum and the more they're trying to uncover a certain case, the more, the more unravels, and there is much more going on in, in this asylum than you could possibly imagine. And yeah, oh, it's a ride. And the supporting cast around Leo is just second to none, with the likes of Ben Kingsley and Max von Sydow and um, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I mean, it's just oh, it's, big. it's, it's big. Stella. It's big. It is like the closest thing Scorsese will ever do to a horror film, and it, it, it's just. Yeah, it's it's him at his very powerful best. Oh yeah, for sure, for um, sure. Ten years old, I still can't believe it. One, okay, we'll we'll do the last one of these ten-year-old movies, which is the one AJ mentioned before, Banlieue Treize Ultimatum, which is the second part of District Thirteen. This is this series stars David Bell, who is to parkour what Hulk Hogan is to wrestling. This is the <laughs> grandfather of free running. Like this is the guy who put free running on the map. He's front and center in this film. Um, it's, it's kind of like a Tony Scott grit style crossed with snatch in terms of, you know, it's, you know, um, really visceral, but funny dialogue. 
with French pizzazz, man. Like, <laughs> and French it, style. Yeah, and it's just it, you know, typical neo-surrealist French action, whereby it's set in uh, it's set in a dystopian near future where the different areas have been broken into districts broken into districts or banlieues as they call them and the worst of the worst is banlieue 13 and they went there in the first one and they go back in this one and ensue gunfights free running throwing some tony scott style editing that french pizzazz i was telling you about and very very good dialogue and much like i was saying at the beginning with parasite please don't be put off that it's a foreign language film no embrace no 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 Absolutely embrace. Right. Um, we've got 13 minutes left. So shall we do 20 years old? Okay. I'm going to go to the franchise that you hate. And I've I hate the first one. Yeah, okay, the second is better. I like the second. Not, we're not going to defend this one, though, are we? Full disclaimer, I have not seen this one. Okay, Scream free. Say it again. Scream free. Yeah. Scream free. 20 um, years old. Like, that is do you know, mind-boggling. Do you know why that mind-boggled me? Because I had to look back at Scream One and Two and think, if how Scream old are they? Three, if Scream Three is twenty, how far back are we going on the others? And um, how far back are we going on the others? If you've looked, go on, scare me. We're talking ninety six, aren't we? Well, yeah, for Scream. So these must have come out quite close to each other. Then they, I, you know, when you get that trend, mm. I, I still think, wow, <sighs> Scream Three. I actually done some research on this recently, mm-hmm. and I, I realized why it was so bad. Th- that scream face that is so iconic. Ghostface killer. The ghostface killer. Um, not to be mixed up with the rapper. Please don't. <laughs> please do not. Um, the first two created such a frenzy, and I think there was one school massacre that kind of told them, dumb it down a bit and heighten the comedy a bit more. And this one was We just, need more scary movie. Yeah, but this is the thing. It became a mockery. Yeah. It became an absolute mockery of the franchise and it was leaning more towards that. And it started to get to you because what they were doing was Stab Free, I think it was called, which is basically a film of the film. Oh, so they're going meta it, They went meta. So it was, you're watching this thing and it's like, this looks like Scream, if I remember rightly, one or two. Right. And it looks at, like, you know, you could tell it's a, a different actor. And you're like, what, what am I watching? And then I Different actors. Like someone's doing the Drew Barrymore part. Oh, right, right, right. Like, Hold on, what am I watching here? You know? And then you realise, and cut, and then they're like, stab free, come and sit. And you're like, oh, you're... Just... And then it's... The, the, the whole plot of this one is mm. the Ghostface Killers are after the cast of this movie. And you're like... They're not, not the scream free, but Getting the into the free. realm of silly now. It, it was stupid. And... If you're not the, convincing the me to see no, it, no, by no. the way, <laughs> I, I said this. You, when you said you hated the first, that's what I said. The franchise one and two, I have time for two. I have time for three and four, not so much. There's a four. Yeah, I think they're making a five, but I, I honestly just no. didn't want to know after Scream. Like two, uh, to me, it's one and two. After that, you're in very stupid territory, and that was terrible, terrible. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, the cast were there, but it, if you're not. Honor it. If you are a horror, you have to be a horror. If you're going to numb down this the horror... This was never a horror. You're a homedy... Homedy. Uh, hey, that could be the word. You're a horror comedy, right? <laughs> comedy, I like that. <laughs> that totally came out through not putting my teeth in, as they say. Hashtag homedy. <laughs> We're going to use this one. So, yeah, you're in the homedy world, but now you're more comedy than horror. You're not honouring that mix. You you have to have the perfect mix for it to be something. And if it's too much of one and less of the other, you're now in spoof territory. Mm. Especially when you start doing the meta stuff 
you, no one's going to take you seriously if you're not taking yourself seriously. No, for sure. And, and for everyone like listening in on the radio waves and thinking that, hang on, Scream One was really good. It's like, well, bear with me on this. Take that first 10 minutes with Drew Barrymore out of Scream One. You don't have much left. I'm really sorry to say that first 10 minutes is the absolute highlight of the movie. If the f- whole film had been like that 10 minutes, phenomenal. Yeah, you would have had a film. I, but it, got, it went Scooby-Doo after that, man. I, I still have a sentimental touch for Scream 1 and 2, so I'm just going to... I think you there. need to revisit Scream 1, seriously. <laughs> and I think you I need have, to watch it with me. I, I have bigger <laughs> sins. Yeah, no, you're, you're terrible. I, I couldn't... Films that I love, I would never watch with you. I, I'm never going to do that. No, sorry. Tear it apart. That's what, yeah. No. Waiting for us to watch Civil War together. <laughs> that is something that will happen, because there is a grand debate on that, but we won't torture everyone. <laughs> My friend, be prepared to lose that one. We, we have just mere minutes to go. So we, we do. Um, so and we've got two other movies to cover and then a few little plugs to do. So uh, the other movie that is 20 years old. This one's close to my heart. The Beach. Oh, well, this is, this is you all over. This is me all over. This is you all over. Bro, like, I went to Thailand before The Beach was ever made. <laughs> you know but the beach they're talking about. <laughs> I literally know the beach they're talking about. I went back to Thailand shortly after this film was made, before the swathes of tourists came in and, you know, took over what's known as Maya Bay, which is where the beach is filmed. And I obviously spent 12 years, sorry, 10 years living in Southeast Asia and frequently visited PP Island, Maya Bay, where the beach was filmed. And can I tell you, you know, we shameless plug again at one of our podcasts, we did around Halloween time the top 10 movie moments that gave us goosebumps, not necessarily horror. Without doubt, top 10 is the first time he steps out onto the beach and you've got that porcelain track from Moby playing. That and it's it's just magic. The look, the look he gives, um, it's... There's nothing like it, man. I mean, that that beach is... It looks like that. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And that movie has kind of transcended time because although it gets really weird, like the last half hour is actually... It's getting towards being a bad film. But the first 45 minutes to maybe hour, hour, 10 minutes... Dude, that's like the holy grail of backpacking. Like... <laughs> That's literally what backpackers want to do. They want to be getting out of there. They want to be, you know, finding, you know, hot French women, (laughs) apparently. They want to be going and smoking a load of weed. And they want to be um, finding these remote places that no one else has heard of because, yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And that's what the movie showed. But, you know, then the movie takes a turn down dark, weird alley with Tilda Swinton and, you know, the community that lives on Maya Bay, whereby what would you... And the question ultimately is asked... To what lengths would you go to keep your paradise yours alone? Yeah. It's it's a mad film. Um, it's written by Alex Garland, who recently actually moved into directing and directed um, Ex Machina. Um, so, you know, he's a very, very accomplished man. But, um, yeah. DiCaprio, I think this was very much DiCaprio before DiCaprio became DiCaprio, yeah, yeah, if yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I know people are like, well, what about what's he tinkle but grape? Yes, yes, yes. But... He, the, the talent the was always star. there. The there's talent there was, was always the there. Star, isn't it? That, well, there's the actor and there's the movie star. I think Titanic and The Beach, he's a movie star. He's become an actor, you know, an artiste, yeah. Yeah. you know? And 
I think some of the it boggles the mind that some people still give DiCaprio hate, but it is there. Yeah, but no, yeah. and I think it might be because of films like this. But I've got a very personal soft spot for this one. No, um, do you want to round out the last one with Pitch your black. guy? <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot himself. Pitch black with our friend Vin Diesel. Your friend. <sighs> this film is very interesting. I, I was very yeah with this film i must admit i found out again when i was checking the time schedule to these stuff i saw it post fast and furious even right, though okay. it came out before fast way and furious. before yeah um and i was like oh here we go and i was like, and I was like mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong <laughs> it has this action and it's an interesting concept of you know fighting your aliens and having your pitch back glasses on in order but and i was like i get it but i don't can I be square? I love this film. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Like, the franchise is there. Riddick is a franchise, you know? No I, doubt. I, I'm... No doubt Riddick I, is a franchise. I, I, I am in the minority, I'm aware. And I, I don't have as much hate for Vin Diesel as I make out, but sometimes I just feel like, yeah. Then maybe you should tone it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel very... Because the hate yeah. seems like it runs deep. But the reality is, is that, look, I think this this is pre-Triple-X, pre-Fast and the Furious. I think this is a really cool original idea horror film. You know, a planet which is in pitch black, which has got quite unique looking aliens, which I... I'll w- give you that. I always appreciate a creature which looks different than something I've seen before, yeah. you know? Hell, attack the block, I told you. Bear aliens with blue mouths. I was like, it looks stupid, but I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'll, what I mean? I'll give you that. I'll give um, you that. And this what definitely was a unique take. And, you know, they, they, it, I don't care who you are. There's something that we all share as human beings, which is that inherent fear of the dark. You know, Ooh. we grow out of it as we get older. But, but it's you know still how to make there. Comfortable with it. yeah. It's still there. You know, you watch... I'm not saying that this applies, but if you were to watch a horror movie that was really hitting you where it hurts... You don't want to go through a dark corridor after that. I don't care who you are. So this movie toyed with that. Effectively, probably not. But was it a fun idea? The concept's brilliant. Hell yeah. The concept's brilliant. But I just felt, yeah, I, I was mellow with it. Mellow yellow. I, you belong on the beach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> belong yeah, with man. DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Um, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> That's a shout out to... Mr. Riddle. That's it. And we're not talking Tom Riddle. <laughs> Matt Riddle. Anyway, Matt Riddle. different topic. Completely. And the bros awaits. Um, oh, actually, if you want to go off on a tangent, what's uh, what's coming up this Thursday? Not Throwback Thursday. Crown Jewel. Is it this Thursday? It's this I thought, Thursday. I thought it was a Friday. No, it's this Thursday. Interesting. Probably our time Friday. I didn't... No, no. No, no, no. no. Thursday. Yeah, daytime normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Interesting. For you wrestling fans out there, but this is a movie podcast, and we're going to now wrap up the show. Um, we... Once again, guys, I do want to mention that uh, we are t- trying to take the show once Monsieur Gino here in the studio has uh, given us the okay. We are going to take the show and expand it into two separate shows, whereby we'll have a full hour dedicated to Throwback Thursday and a uh, full hour dedicated to Silver Screen News. These will be two separate shows, those names you just heard. For the moment, we're just keeping it at one show under the watchful eye of Mr. Gino. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, thank you very much. Uh, but if you do want to hear more of us guys other than the once a month on K2K Radio please be sure to follow us on Twitter at MovieMTRushmore that's MovieMountRushmore and leading directly into that I want everyone here if you like the sound of my voice and you like the sound of his AJ give me some hot chocolate 
sound of my voice. <laughs> That's the sound of your voice. You can hear us every single week on the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast that is available on iTunes, Spotify, Castbox. We are available on literally I can all. I can rival them off, but it would take a long time. We We have have that time when we normally forget one. (laughs) Literally. We've got 15,000 plus followers now, so I'd like to think we're doing well. And Um, we'd love for you to be an extra one of that. We really would. We're not blowing our horn when we say that. We're just saying it is actually worth listening to. It's not just us. It is a weekly top 10 show where we talk about the most recent top 10 topics. So this week, you got the spoiler alert at the beginning. Alrighty then. Jim Carrey is starring in Sonic the Hedgehog. We are going to be counting down the top 10 Jim Carrey movies. That will be recorded this Sunday and released on Monday. And then we have got more goodness. We have a fan selection episode every single month. But yeah, new top 10 for you every single week. Announcements made on Twitter. Um, and aside from plugging ourselves, guys, I want to just bring it back to the Lexi. Please, 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 once again, you love cinema. Show love to the Lexi. That's the one. You love cinema. Please go and love the Lexi on Chamberlain Road. This goes out to the... If you are listening to this on the podcast and you're international, maybe not so relevant, although I'm sure they would definitely appreciate some love if you want to uh, crowdfund one of the local UK cinemas. But if you are in the UK, and specifically if you do go to the Lexi Cinema, and even if you don't start... They are opening it's, a second screen, and it's going to be used for all sorts of community activities. They'll be running film festivals in there. They'll be doing Q&As in there. Hell, the Silver Screen dudes, might, hey, yours truly right here, might even host a live top 10 show, which we would love you guys to come to. That's kind of what we're angling at. Uh, yeah, something's coming. Something's coming. There's a lot of love and a lot of communication going on at this moment. So, yeah, but support your local cinemas, guys. Support local. Support local. And please, please, please head over to the Lexi's page. But I think that's a sign that we are about out of time. So, AJ, you want to take this up? Okay, guys. Thank you very much for us. Once again, been an absolute pleasure. Time has absolutely flown us. So until the next time, I'm the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. I am the Viceroy of Verisimilitude Double V, Nico Leroux. And we'll see you on the podcast, guys. Thank you very much.